0: Reporting. Red ten standing by. Red seven standing by. Red three standing by. Red six standing by. Red nine standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. laser Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing Season Three, Episode 14 of Rebels, titled "Warhead." Now, before we get started, we have a couple of announcements. So, Tom, why don't you tell us all about those?
1: Yeah, we've got a well, we've got a few of them, and I'm going to try and make them quick. Um, first off. It looks like George Lucas has found a place for all his stuff because, remember, he tried to get a museum built in Chicago. Now it appears, reported by the LA Times, that the museum is going to be built in Exposition Park out here in Los Angeles, California, close enough to the Memorial Coliseum and also Lucas's alma mater, USC. The rough timeline, and this is quoted from the article, has the groundbreaking some point at the end of this year with the doors opening to the public sometime in 2021. So now this is going to be a mecca for all Star Wars fans, but it's not just going to be his Star Wars stuff. He's got other parts of the collection that are going, going to be featured within his museum. But still, it's what he has left over from his personal collection of Star Wars. that's going to be in the museum as well.
2: Sweet. Awesome. It's going to be cool. And it's it's nice and close to, uh, uh, to us, at least on the West Coast, which is, yep. is nice. Yep. So I'm... Uh... I am very, it would be, it'd be cool. I'm very excited. I'm curious to see exactly what they're going to have and, and all the good stuff. But
1: I think what we should try and plan is when it opens up, how about the three of us meet together and we uh we go to the first opening day if it's possible.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> fun. We'll, let's do it that. It would be.
1: We'll have to see if we can.
2: Yeah, see what <laughs> we can do. Um, Schedule is pending, obviously. I know. Yeah. I mean,
0: you're, you're like, but, well, yeah, you know, man. It, guys, man, let me check my calendar for 2021. I'll let you know, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It's, I'm it, normally booked out to like 2023 or so, but I might be able to make it fit.
1: <laughs> we'll see what we can do as soon as it happens. Okay. Um, in, in oh, a, man. Oh, man. In other news, um, it appears that Woody Harrelson has been cast as the um, supposedly un, unknown mentor to han solo in the han i mean solo... he, i
2: think he actually confirmed that it's a mentor well, role
1: yeah but it's it's so far
2: like has him, but he did
1: yeah but it it's so far it's like he is the mentor but what type of mentor is it going to be like the gambling mentor the smuggler mentor you know it's it's anyone's guess as to what type of that's going to be but he's a mentor to han solo i guess um, mm-hmm. which what do you guys think of that
0: uh i am open to see how it turns out
2: yeah, I think, I think this, this cast out of probably all the Star Wars films so far is probably the most
0: star studded.
2: Yeah. High profile and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, I'm still a little nervous just because it's someone else playing Han so other than Harrison Ford. Uh, and I'm sure I'll, I'm sure they're going to do a great job and I'll get used to it, but mm-hmm. it's just a little, still a little weird to think about, um, right at the moment, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, I was gonna say,
1: have any of you seen? Um, oh, what's that one with uh, J Lo? Um, that movie about the the oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Oh Did that God! Have harrelson in it? Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yes, Hunger Games. Have you guys oh yeah, it? of course. Yeah. yeah. So, do you yeah. think? I mean, a different kind, different type of character, but you know, he at I mean, least... that's
2: kind of the role he seems to like to play. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it might it might work out. Uh, he he was. He was perfectly fine in that movie for me. You know, and I'm, I'm not a... I i am liked Hunger Games, but it wasn't a movie that I will go out and just keep watching. That's fair.
0: Yeah. So. Let's see. What other announcements do we have, Tom?
1: Well, the last one, and this one came from Lucasfilm directly concerning the future of Carrie Fisher and her role within the Star Wars movies. Um, I guess there were rumors going around, and they came out and blatantly made a statement saying that we don't normally respond to fan or press speculation, but there is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Fisher's performance as Princess or General Organa, Leo Organa. Carrie Fisher was, is, and will always be a part of the Lucasfilm family. She was our Princess, our General, and more importantly, our friend. We are still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leah and will always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. Now, it's fascinating that they came out to say this, and I'm very happy they did, because I know I've read throughout the internet that people were speculating, and this is just wild speculation, mm-hmm. that the possibility of her getting the Peter Cushing treatment. And I'm happy George uh, Lucasfilm came out and said this. Yeah, I do kind of wish no. they
0: hadn't felt the need to, though, that we could have... I should say I say we is a very general we but no, I I, I, I get it the Star Wars fandom the press etc could have given them time to actually work through this instead of having to respond quite as quickly as they did but
2: mm-hmm. yeah I, I, think it was, were, I think they there I think they're just worried about the perception and yeah. it's mm-hmm. know, too soon and so they didn't want they didn't want the the fans I think they were just being cold and immediately saying okay well she's uh she obviously can't play Leia now so uh Let's uh, digitally recreate her. They didn't want her to think she's jumping that they're jumping the gun. Right. Uh, I and mean, if you'll notice, it, it doesn't say they'll never do it. Uh, they said they have currently have no plans. Uh, they have no plans. So I mean, I think it gives them a little wiggle room in the future if they need to. But, yeah. But they're definitely not considering it
0: at the that moment. that Rogue Two sequel. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah didn't anyway, George Lucas, didn't George Lucas direct that one? Or he's signed a director. Anyway, yes. Let's get into the episode, William, please. Tell we, me we about
0: this latest episode of Rebels, please. Yes. Yeah,
2: well, like the conversation, we're going to explode this because this is uh, Rebels th- <laughs> <laughs> season 3 episode <laughs> 14. I don't Warhead. know if that works,
0: I give you points for a try. <laughs> I don't know I if I competi- can. Uh, yeah, I didn't. The
2: execution was not there. The idea was interesting. The execution, just not quite. So I, my apologies. Yeah, but it um, wasn't the
0: executor that
1: got blown up. Sorry.
2: That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, But we're going to infiltrate our way into this episode And it's season 3, episode 14, Warhead It was written by Gary Whitta Who, as you might remember uh, Already wrote one episode this season And more importantly Was the writer of Star Wars Rogue One So he wrote the Kathu job earlier in the season And uh, now he's back again With uh, a Zeb and Droid-centric episode so in this, in the what happens in the episode? Yes. Well, yes what happens? Zeb in the episode? and Chopper bring a damaged droid found in the Antalan wilderness back to the base, only to discover that the droid's a new Imperial probe programmed to spy on and destroy rebels. Mm-hmm. Can, um,
1: can I bring this part up? I thought was yeah? really. I thought what was really cool about the droid. I loved how they based it on the Ralph McQuarrie design. Yes. That, yeah, and that what, what was nice about that. Ralph McQuarrie's design was inspired by the classic black and white movie Metropolis, and that wasn't what was inspired C-3PO. So it's really funny how they use something that inspired, you know, Ralph McQuarrie that ended up inspiring C-3PO that now is been brought into the universe as this droid. But a little destructive for my taste. Yeah, it's cool like that.
2: Yeah. Sorry?
1: It's a a little destructive for my taste, though. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I, Well,
1: i'm sorry i couldn't resist because you know 3po the inspiration was you know he's harmless <laughs> and in this case right. this case it wasn't but we need to get into the episode so yeah
2: so so i, I did i also liked how he was a uh he was inspired by ralph mccorry um and uh and you can kind of see I don't, I, it was interesting i i um Part of me wonders like okay so these these droids are much more for lack of a better word robotic than mm-hmm. um your your typical protocol droid that we see in Star Wars and even more i guess expressionless in, in some ways. You'll even notice at one point he was like uh he was trying to salute Zeb in very like choppy movements like you know I am a robot type of thing. Mm-hmm. He couldn't quite um couldn't quite do that. Uh but anyway, he, he's a really cool design and the beginning of the episode when he lands on Atalan, look, is like straight out of the beginning of
0: Empire. Yep. Yeah, I kind of laugh because yeah. so in Empire, the, um, the wow, this is gonna get confusing. In Empire, the Empire was using probe droids, uh-huh. and I like to think that after this sequence, they realized that sending two legged poor walking machines to various planets that are, you know, not necessarily uh, industrialized and aka have like streets and sidewalks. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best idea. No. <laughs> like watching the droid like sh- C3PO shuffle its way through the Adalan wilderness was like mm, I mean he literally
2: got smushed by one of the spiders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, right? hey, but...
0: let's not forget he actually took down like four or five of them.
2: He did. He did. But, uh, you know, these, these droids, I'm assuming, have to be um, – they have to be able to withstand you – know, like, I mean, they're by themselves exploring these plants. They have to be able to withstand more than just a few krikina mm. before uh, you know, they're, they're taken out. Well, um, he did
1: do a good – he did withstand it. He only got a little bump to the head. So, you know, it is a fairly strong droid. But here's the thing, though. He was able to take it down in that state, not the other state that happened later.
2: Yeah, you know that's actually a good point. I didn't realize. Yeah, I wonder if it was because they were trying to save the big reveal for us. Um, that's a that's a good question. Like, why didn't he? Uh, why didn't the droid go into attack mode where he's much more agile and and that sort of thing? Uh, I don't think, I don't think the droid knew that um, the rebel base was there at the time. So it wasn't like he was trying to lure the rebels into a trap so we could get inside the, the base. I, mm-hmm. I think now
0: it well, really he had, was well, he, like, he, did. he had scanned the, yep. From the outcropping.
1: And he also saw a ship leave. So he said something as yeah. he was walking toward, he said something like, you know, maybe target acquired or something. And that's when he was walking toward it. And then that's when the spiders ended up basically boxing him in one from the front, one from the back. That's true. And it also appeared that he was trying to get, even though it was proven later that he needed a uh, long range boost to a signal, it seemed like he was almost going to say or report something that, you know, uh, hostiles. So it was almost like, was he trying to send a signal to the empire saying he found hostiles or it's like these are spiders and they're being hostile to me.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. And And I want to come back to this later because I think the whole, when do you report to the empire thing was, was interesting. But before we get there, uh, I think we should talk about uh, what's happening I- I at Chopper Base itself. Yep. Um, we find out that in this episode, uh, Hera and the rest of Phoenix Squadron, or at least you know, the he- our heroes, are going on a training mission. Mm-hmm. And they decide to leave Zeb behind in charge of the base because apparently he doesn't need any training. Um, and he's not exactly happy. About this, but it leads to a. It's really just set up so that we get a nice Zeb episode, uh, complete with uh, with with Chopper and um, and, and AP5. And I, I did find it kind of funny that uh, Hera's like, Well, you're gonna have oh, Zeb says he's gonna be completely bored, and and Harris says, Well, you're gonna have comp- AP5 and Chopper as company. And mm-hmm. Zeb's not happy with that, but in th- literally the next scene, you see uh, you know, Chopper, you see like there's 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 other ships at the base, there's like other rebel soldiers like Zeb could go talk to any of these other guys too. He's not gonna be completely bored. Like, he doesn't he, have to stay
0: with the droids. Yeah. He did talk to them and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, I'm leaving.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, he, and then, he's acting like, oh, there's only these two guys I could talk to, only the two droids. It, but it was kind of funny.
1: I have to say, one of the best things about it having AP uh, around for this episode, he had some outstanding one liners. Oh, mean, he just, did, and, and just the best dry humor, you know, especially when it's like. Jeb, you can sit here and count crates. And it's like, okay, you know, he's going to sit here, take inventory, and count crates. And then it's like AP comes back and says, you know, is that because you didn't, okay, is that because you didn't learn how to count? I can teach you. Yeah. Just so, I mean, d- it's, so dry. It's kind AP of funny
0: because AP5 uh-huh. was really K2 this episode. Yes, like oh, absolutely. All. The sense of humor was almost identical. Yeah. Well, that's exactly
2: what I was gonna say, and yeah. I think it's no surprise that they had the same writer. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know what? Good point. Right. I, I
2: could see Gary Whitta's droid personality coming through in AP5. Not that I mean, we've seen AP5 in the past too, right? Mm-hmm. He he's always had a kind of similar. Uh, he's personality, always
0: been but... Yeah.
2: Yeah, this but was this was a little more a little... sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, snappy. Yeah. I might say snippy. Um.
0: <laughs> that that's Clone Wars.
2: uh maybe he's learning from a um i
1: i gotta bring up something else about this yeah so they're on the base now i know zeb went walking into the command center but the base to me seems like it's a lot of open air do you think it's that (laughs) way well yeah because i i under you could hear a little bit of an echo when he gets to the command center okay and that's when the rebel says hey you know there's something that fell on the planet and that's when zeb goes okay i'm going to take a look for it but it seems like there's a lot of open air to this do you think the reason why is because it makes it easy for them to make a quick give uh,
0: getaway if they're ever spotted it's a very it feels like a very temporary base like it's a bunch of crates thrown down some prefab structures and that's really about it yeah, yeah. that's kind of the feeling i got from it too that's exactly what it is and
2: and so uh, I think mostly they probably just live on the ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the whole the whole planet's deserted, so they're not really concerned about uh, about you know maybe someone overhearing them or something, uh, which makes Zeb's actions even more crazy in, in a way. Uh, as soon as he finds this this droid, because you know, uh, so so like we started to say Hera and and, and Phoenix Squadron leave. Uh, we even get a a, hot, a cameo of ledge and hobby when they actually they literally run into each run other, into each other. Outside, they like they yeah. bumped into each other and like bounced off each other it's almost a little comical you
1: know there's one um, thing i almost expected a for hero to say uh-huh. it's like are you guys on a coffee break because they were just <laughs> standing right there doing nothing know. yeah yeah just doing nothing it's like you know what get moving
2: right and so uh so they all take off and then zeb decides you know he doesn't want to do any of the you know, inventory. inventory yeah inventory so he goes into the command center, like you mentioned, and then that's when they they
0: notice that
2: um, a, uh, a a ship has landed in the perimeter. There's some sort of thing going on. And
0: well, no and, they don't know it's a ship. They mentioned the, it's like a meteor. That's they said there's a lot of meteors coming down, and one of the perimeter sensors is off.
2: yeah, again, very empire, very oh, yeah. empire. and uh, And so Zeb goes to investigate. And they get there, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. And you know they see the Krichna lying on the on the ground, and Zeb pulls one off, uh, 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 you know rolls off a of Krichna basically. And underneath is this mysterious blue droid.
0: So let me ask William, you're on a deserted planet, Yeah. <laughs> There's no one there but you, and you find a mysterious droid in the wilderness. What do you do?
2: Clearly, I take it back to my highly top-secret base. (laughs) Okay,
0: really? (laughs) No, no, William. I think first, you need to, like, after you take it back to the base, I should say, and then then you you need to turn it on.
2: Oh, you're right. Sorry, (laughs) I turn it on, take it back to my base, and then tell the droid that it's a rebel base. Right. Oh, okay, but wait a minute. You're leaving out one thing.
1: Chopper was not up for this. Remember, Chopper, I think, did, within his Chopper and way, kind of said, it, yeah, it was like, it's a bad idea, and Zeb really didn't care, and they did it anyway. He did it anyway. Yeah. Well, to be fair,
0: when has anyone ever listened to Chopper?
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah. But but it does set up the story, though, which, and I have to say, yeah, and... I, 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 just for this, I like the story because from this point forward, it was, it, to me, it was a good straight-ahead story from beginning to end. It, 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 it was a lot very of fun. Well. Yeah. It was.
2: Yeah. Was my biggest complaint with the episode is just Zeb's actions right at the beginning, uh, how how, you know, how he took it back to the base because it's just not, it's not something you normally do. It's not very smart of him, right? Yeah, they've got this highly top secret base. If you really want to investigate this droid, right, turn him on in the middle of the wilderness where he can't doesn't know there's actually a real base there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at, later on, um, AP 5s talking to this this droid. And literally says the words "rebel base." Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, this rebel base. Something about like, oh, this rebel base. We're gonna have to get this rebel base in tip-top shape, right? And like, that's the kind of that's what what ends up triggering this this droid. But um, I, it just it wasn't very it wasn't very smart at all. Um, and you know, they're, they're trying to identify what this droid is. They take him back to the base. They turn him on, mm-hmm. and then as soon as the droid turns on. He starts scanning the whole base yep. and, like, inventorying everything. And in, Zeb's in like, like,
1: oh. In, in, like, three seconds flat, everything is inventoried. Yeah. And, AP's and Zeb's like,
2: like, oh, he's better than you are at yeah. this. Yeah. And I was just like, if I was in Zeb's place, I would be terrified that a foreign droid was inventorying my secret rebel base.
1: <laughs> okay. But, mm-hmm. but, but think of it this way. Okay, think of it this way. He may have done something really crazy and not smart at the beginning, Zeb. But toward the end, AP actually has a really good sassy one-liner or couple sentences that kind of says, "You had a great idea." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, so so it 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 set up, it did set up a very good ending, although it was a dumb beginning.
2: It, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's my only complaint. The rest of the episode was fantastic. It's yeah. just like Zeb's motivations at the very beginning were a little bit suspect. Odd. Yeah. Yeah why in in the real world, why would you ever do this?
0: Because Zeb is the imperial spy
2: yeah and and the other thing I, I will say uh the other thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and most of the episodes was fantastic was mm-hmm. just how zeb is I feel like he, there's a there's a whiny aspect to him you know where he's like but I want to go on the mission and you know or I'm captain yeah. and he like tries to like show him you know how he's the best mm-hmm. it's like you're a rebel you're, you're doing a great job like he has some big you know, uh, you know, um, LSMFT low self-esteem means friction and tension. That's Zeb,
0: <laughs> <It's> very low <laughs> yeah.
2: self-esteem. Uh, and so I kind of wish, like, I don't know, it's a little childish. And I think Zeb is supposed to be what 18, 20, something like that. So he's not bad old. on that. I thought he was supposed to be like. So I thought Ezra, when the show started, Ezra was what fourteen. 15
0: yeah, I thought, the was like an honor guard on his planet. I was he really that young when I thought
2: he was supposed to be like, almost like a, a kid, like pretty young. Maybe I'm wrong here.
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you're more likely to know than I am. So
2: I don't know about that. But um, anyway, even if he's not, it. I mean, if he's not, it actually makes my point even more, more valid.
0: <laughs> he, it was very reminiscent of his and Ezra's behavior in season one. And Ezra still occasionally kind of drops into that sort of like whininess. But uh, Zeb has been pretty good lately. So it's I agree. It's a it's not his uh, best form, if you will. No,
2: but I mean, it's OK. Like I said, minor complaint overall. I just I hope it doesn't continue. Uh, I'd like to see him grow and and, and change. Yeah, i kind of out of that that phase. Um, Speaking of uh, change, we find out also that Chopper's model is apparently out of date and no longer in production. Uh, I wonder why.
0: <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking, too.
2: Maybe because he's an assassin.
0: They had one brilliant example, and they're like, mm, no. Like,
2: That's, yeah, this, let's yeah. shut down the whole line. This was not. <laughs> this was not, this was not. <laughs> wait a minute. Chopper wait a minute. Is, do, do you uh-huh. honestly
1: think the Chopper is a one-of-a-kind droid?
0: Obviously, he's one-of-a-kind, Tom. That lovable face. Now but, there, there but, can never be more than one.
1: But do you really think that they would shut down the whole line just because of
0: him? No, I, I'm sure it is. we know Chopper is from uh, the Clone Wars, uh-huh. and I'm sure that's kind of what that is a reference to. Okay. I
2: mean, I know his manufacturer is unknown, but I, I feel like Chopper is kind of like Chopper's manufacturer is kind of like the Chopper's basically the the Samsung Galaxy Note.
1: Ouch! Really
2: effective. Let's shut him down. Ouch! <laughs> Someone keeps <laughs> using chopper. <laughs> oh, oh god! Every time they get on a, a normal flight, they're like, oh. "If you have a, if you have a C one ten P droid, uh, please do not bring him on the flight. He is oh. not uh, approved." God, too funny. Oh, too funny. Anyway,
0: yeah. Our first uh, scene of a couple of this episode with Uh Callus, where it's been reported to him that uh, one of their infiltration droids has gone missing. Hmm. That's it. I really like how Callus handled this because, you know, at this point, we all know that Callus is Fulcrum. Right. Um, But he's still playing on the other side. And and I was very glad He, he didn't say, oh, no, we don't need to worry about that droid. It's, you know, lots of stuff happens. Maybe it's damaged, like let's give it a day before we go rushing off. Which is something you could very easily justify later on if Thrawn mm. wrote a question him. like, mm. why did you not then go after the earlier? Well, I just you know, I didn't think it was really necessary. We'll we'll get a shot chance I figured we'd give it a day and you know, try again later. Like no no worries.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved how, I actually really liked Callus in this episode a lot. Yeah. You know, like later on once the, the 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 plan is put in place and it succeeds, you get this like little smile on the edge of Callus's into mouth, you know, as he knows, like, yeah, they uh, they succeeded, and I, I helped him out, like but it's just little stuff like that, which I thought was was really good. Mm-hmm.
1: By the way, when you guys were watching that scene, there, there's a couple things. I know I I, I liked a lot of stuff that happened in in Clone Wars. When it comes to the animation, there are a couple things in this, by way of animation, that stuck out for me. One, when the officer came to Callus to report that the droid was missing on his tablet, did you see the text on the on that tablet? Just, I did not. What did it say? It, it was. It wasn't saying anything. It was how it was moving on the tablet. It wasn't stationary. It was ah, actually moving. That. And the other thing I loved a lot. Check the visor for AP. His visor had so much reflection in there, of like the the destroyer droid or the the planet or just it just mm-hmm. all. It was. There's some really beautiful animation in this and some really nice touches in this episode. So I, I got to give these really guys cool. props. Just go back when you see when you watch it again. Uh, that tablet thing just—I know I'm harping on this—it totally blew me away that he's he's standing there and I look at it for a second time, going, the text was not—it was moving like two different directions while he was holding it. It was wow. just great. That's so. So
2: AP5's shiny helmet is like the new uh, flowing hair. Yeah, uh, if you want to say flowing that's... hair. Yeah. Yeah, it was just great. Nice, nice. Now, the, uh, but speaking of of Callus, aka Fulcrum, yes, uh, he calls Chopper Base, warning him about the uh, infiltrator droids, and um, uh, yeah, and saying that they're basically the. He calls and you know Zeb picks up and he's like, "Well, dude, these these infiltrator droids are are scouting Outer Rim worlds for rebel bases." And they're also armed with the teeth and to be disguised as a protocol droid, and that's when like the color drains from Zeb's face, uh-huh. and he, re- he realizes. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> well, I think, I think and it's... apparently, you know, if it doesn't report in, the Empire will will go after it. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I think the best reaction is when we finally see the AP droid. When when the AP droid is with, um, I'm sorry, the infantry droid is with AP. You see Zeb just kind of like walk rock around the corner and just do the natural thing, get away from that thing, you know, and all of a sudden raise the thing up. I just, this really harmless droid, once it gets shot, goes into this really devilish, just, it reminded me of the um, assassin droids from Clone Wars.
2: Yes. It reminded me right. so much of exactly that. Exactly what they were.
1: Yeah. It was really cool, and it was also really cool just to see the thing just full on transform into this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's interesting in, in Rebels Recon. Dave Filoni actually said that he um, had he known when the episode would, it would air, he would have made uh, the the infiltrator droids look like Kate Mm-hmm.
0: That would uh, made a lot of sense. That that would have
2: yeah, which <clears throat> which would have been nice. I mean, it, Kate is less he's less hand to hand combat. I mean, he is, but not to the same degree as like. So, uh, you know, the, this infiltrator droid who we find out calls himself EXD nine. Uh, he's got like these crazy, uh, blasters in his wrists and like these claws that look like, um, it's, it's almost like, you know, those like spikes that you like put a, you know, so like, you know, some food on over a fire or something. (laughs) Um, uh, some like these prongs, but, um, but they're like almost like swords and so he can go do hand to hand. He can uh, blast everyone. Uh, and it just leads us really intense fight,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, which was which is really nice. Um, and, and we find out that. So it sounds like to me. Before we dive into the fight a bit more, the the droid didn't remember who it was. Am, am I understanding that correctly? Because AP yeah, buys yeah, remembering. I,
0: no, I agree because yeah, I think that was. They make a comment about its memory systems being corrupted, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then I'm, I'm assuming the men the mention of the rebel base is what like triggers it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, like it remembers its programming or something yep. kind of odd. Well, it's remember, like
2: Bodie Rook. I'm the pilot. Yeah, I'm the pilot. Well, on, on top of exactly.
1: this, it it had that nasty little bump on its head from a spider. You know, maybe that did jar Well, and, and
2: Chopper like smacked it on the head when they found him too, which was yeah. funny because
1: it just yeah. bam, bam, so. Yeah, that, that's a, such a um, tougher
2: thing to do. But uh, but we you know we we, so we get this great little fight, and they they cut off Exd 9s uh, I want to say fingers almost right or these sword prong the fingers, yeah. mm-hmm. in the hands, and I loved how when I, uh, it left like this residue behind, mm-hmm. uh, like like a, some sort of fluid, like maybe oil or something. Um, and they actually ended up following it, which was, which was nice. When I first, I'm like, oh, that's cool. How like, you know, they, they cut off the hand. You can actually see the oil on the ground, on the ground. Hmm. Um, of course they ended up following it. Uh, so it ended up being a, a larger part of the plot than just a tiny little detail. But, um,
1: now th- there is a thing I got, like, I got to put out there when there's a top down shot of a droid that was going through the crates. Now we know later that one of the droids ended up getting, um, Actually, two of the droids, because I think one was a gonk and one looked uh-huh. like it was an R2 droid uh, or some kind of R2 droid. Do you think that one in the corner that we saw in the top down was that R2 or is that one of the other droids that ended up? It looked up... like
0: an R5 to me. Okay. But...
2: Did it? He was he's in like, the bottom right corner of the screen. I was watching it go. Yeah. Yeah. That an R2 unit, because he's blue, I wasn't really sure. I mean, it's unlikely that r going to be on Talon, but you never know. Well, on top uh, of that, it's not, I think it was uh, a
0: Hopefully, hopefully yeah. not, because that droid got uh, pretty messed up. Yeah, I was going to say, it had something Well, Well, cool
2: we don't know if that was the same one. I'm guessing it probably is, though, so it's probably just some other blue R2. I mean, okay. we've seen many other blue R2 units in the past, so it's not that much of sure. a surprise.
1: Was this the first time we saw a gonk droid, or is this another? Just, uh, no, another droid. no, no.
2: They okay. had, so. okay. like, there was that one episode where the gonk droid was walking around. Um, oh, that's right. That's what right. was it? The one where Chopper wanted like a new. Anywhere. Oh, no, that's oh, right. Was, he wanted the, was, le- he uh, wanted the new leg. Yeah. And there's the other one where Ezra was. Um, He was sitting on like, it's a long way to Alderaan. Right? Oh, yeah. That
1: one. I'm sorry. That was the spy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just feel sorry yeah. for the contrary. Maybe that was the spy that that Ezra was trying to find. And this was his sad, you know, goodbye. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Boy, but was no, it you a long way to Alderaan. To the... You kind of feel bad for the for the droids that were destroyed, and it's actually a really cool concept too. This this infiltrator droid doesn't just infiltrate; it actually can repair itself by destroying other droids and like regain power because it lost a lot of its power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find the concept really cool mm-hmm. and a little creepy. I, the 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 droid was definitely. Sl- slightly on the creepy side in a in a good in a good way. Okay. I was going to say
0: more than slightly.
1: <laughs> well, I I was I was going to bring up cuz I I thought it was mentioned and I'm stealing from show notes, but wasn't it mentioned that these type of droids were outlawed by yeah. the empire? Now, why <laughs> no, do you think on why on Rebel's Recon, why do you think a droid like this would be outlawed by the empire? If it's a droid that can that's well, on top of well, it I can blow itself up. Them.
2: I think it's the warhead, right? That's why they're outlawed. But it's fascinating that they're even outlawed. Like, the Empire itself can't use them.
1: But on top of that,
2: okay. Because, like, uh, I think it was Henry Gilroy said that Thrawn was actually breaking the law by using these and, like, going against. Like, his superiors would not have let him Mm -hmm. use these droids. Even though, to be fair, he's a grand admiral. Right. Like, pretty high up the food chain.
0: I don't Uh, even know if that makes sense. Like, why? Yeah, thank you. What does that mean? Thank you. That it's outlawed. Yeah. Right. If it's, if that, it's okay. I am S- actually with you Tom. That's really weird to me. Like it's it's interesting, so my,
2: but... my, my theory that's the explanation why we don't see them in Empire and in other parts of the series. Like we've you know seen what? normal probe droids before. It's oh, we have these cool droids but they're outlawed, which is why you don't see them anywhere else in Star Wars even though they're clearly well, I w- I would say not they're not I... necessarily superior but like mm-hmm. They're much more dangerous than a, a probe droid that flies around and shoots little blaster bolts, right? But okay. at least the probe droid can fly and traverse. Yeah,
0: well, no, but even that doesn't really fly. Can you imagine, for example, if the warhead that is obviously small enough to fit inside of a probe droid, right? But it's also enough to blow up the entire, uh, an entire star, star destroyer, destroyer from the inside, but still, yeah. Like, oh, let's put that in a probe droid and stick it in on Hoth, and then stick it next to the shield generator and do it that way. Okay. Here's another thing that would would be fairly effective and maybe not quite as like risky. Okay. Here's here's another thing.
1: If you don't want to put that kind of detonator inside a droid like this, put a smaller one in there, or just take the detonator out and just have it. The thing was the thing to me as it was as the destroyer droid or whatever droid it was, it did a lot of damage just by sitting there and just fighting and, and using its, its blasters and using its hands. You could Mm -hmm. still use it to, to create havoc on a rebel base period. Even if it's not going to blow it up, it would still create havoc and terror on a rebel base.
2: in, In it's like attack mode. It was way more agile than a probe droid. Oh yeah. And way more dangerous. Um, in it's protocol mode. It has a little more trouble tra- traversing terrain. But um... Yeah, but on its
1: protocol mode, it looked harmless.
2: Right, exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's interesting they don't use them later, and I think that's the explanation. They're outlawed. Okay. I can I live with that, that right
1: now. I mean, I, I can actually, because it makes sense. If they were something that were carried later into, like, it would make sense in this case using Empire. It would not, it would make sense why it's not there so i can i can accept that
0: this is one of the things where in fairness to star wars uh it is not meant to in some ways i'd say it's not meant to be an internally consistent sci-fi universe mm-hmm. especially when it comes to technology the Fair things point. the things that they it's not a i don't think like lucas ever rationalized like well if we have x y and z that would actually make you know a, much easier and therefore you know this would this part of it would be different mm-hmm. this being a really good example if you have a warhead that is this powerful it changes a, a lot of things
2: mm-hmm. true very you know?
0: true very true
2: yeah it, it really does it really does
0: anyway yeah, moving yeah. on uh, yeah so okay. they uh, they kind of established this idea that the droid needs power. And I'm not. Did you guys actually catch like what the reason for this was, or is it just uh, because it, kind of plot point to explain well, how they were going to trap it?
1: I don't think it had enough from that one uh, droid that it it basically scavenged. So it well, needed why was more. It, why was it trying
0: to get power in the first place? It was my, I, more I, my question.
1: I guess when AP gave it the original power to start up, maybe it was not enough oh, to keep
0: was... it running. Because remember,
1: AP said That's I could give him just correct. enough power to start damn up.
0: Cheating. Right. I forgot. I like that. Okay. That makes sense. Right. F- I was very confused, like, shouldn't the droid have its own power supply? But yes, you're right, it was probably damaged. Yeah.
1: It was probably damaged. So that droid needed to basically uh get to the other R five droid or whichever droid, and then get to the Gonk droid. Well one to repair itself, then one to get more power. So that's why they were taking the stabs. And that's how
0: they decided to trap
1: it with Chopper. Yep. With Chopper. Which was yes. very, which was fascinating because I, I'm surprised to a certain extent Chopper would agree to this because there was that one <laughs> point in which even the droid smacked him up against a wall and he took a pretty good hit at that point. Yeah, and then to I, go I, back, I, so he, he, he did.
2: Shot. Yeah, and the whole the whole the, this whole uh, plan was kind of again on the on the creepy and intense side. The whole the whole episode was, but you know Chopper rounds the, the corner and sees the 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 infiltrator EXD nine. And it, it almost had that like Wampa and Empire yeah. vibe to it mm-hmm. where like you see the shot from behind the infiltrator. And it kind of like turns and looks at Chopper and you could almost imagine like the infiltrator droids like eating the pro, you know, one of its other the other droids like the Wampa was eating that, that, you know, that creature. Um, yeah, it's so very much, very much like that. And then he just attacks and, you know, throws Chopper to the other side of the wall and, um it, it, it's crazy. Like Zeb's jumping on his back, uh, and I was actually surprised by how long they were like fighting on the ground for. Did, did you guys? Uh, you know what? You that?
1: I, I, that that actually was interesting. The amount of time Zeb had to hold that droid, and even Zeb got um, Zeb tried to use his his weapon to shock it once. That didn't work. That turned him around. And then even Chopper got into it and tried to shock the droid.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then eventually he, you know, Zeb grabs the droid, wrestles it to the ground, and then, and uh, then he's... is basically like holding in there for yeah. a good, what, 30 seconds or so? Yeah. It felt like 30 seconds as like he's like struggling with it and AP5 comes over and like flips the switch. But, yeah, finally. So that's something we normally see in uh, in Rebels. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this was this was a very interesting call that they did there for that.
2: Yeah, it, it, it was good. Uh, the plus side is apparently, according to AP5, the the infiltrated droid did not transmit its position to the Empire, uh, which is a little weird. Why don't you guys think that? Why didn't this droid transmit its position? You'd think that as soon as soon as it found something, it would report in.
1: Well, I'm saying it right? I, I, I... just didn't have a transmitter, right? That, that's, the impar- that's the
2: appearance I got. What kind of android doesn't have a long-range transmitter?
1: But it did have a long-range transmitter, and that was in its ship that landed on the planet. Because also, that was my question earlier. I believe yeah, I brought but... up when, when he got hit with the spiders, he was saying, you know, um, um, what did he say? Uh, hostiles. Okay, and that's when he got overpowered. So at that point, I was thinking that when he said hostiles, he was sending some kind of signal. But it appeared that yeah. he had to go back to the ship. So it could broadcast a long-range signal.
2: I don't know. It's just odd that a a droid designed to, uh, you know, set out to go find a rebel base does not have a long-range transmitter built into I, its body. So I,
0: it makes me wonder if maybe Thrawn was repurposing these droids to some degree. Mm, it could okay. it, because if they were so they called because they're I see them more as infiltration droids where they're meant to be. Smuggled in somewhere to get some extra firepower when you wouldn't really expect it. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot more sense to me than and would explain why it doesn't have the transmitter than, you know, what it was here.
1: And it could also mean at a certain point the reason why the development stopped because they were outlawed at a certain point during the development. Whatever happened, they decided not to put in the long range uh, capabilities to it. That's why it needed to go back to its ship so it could send the signal long range.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe it's it's I, a I stretch.
0: It's, a, it's a explanation, William, but uh, I don't know. I what I'm more surprised by is it didn't have like a short range communicator to talk to its pod, which apparently which could oh, then
2: rebroadcast
0: or something. Right. Either because the pod didn't broadcast until he got, uh, he didn't upload anything until he got back. Right.
1: Or a he stretch. wasn't going to until he got back, and then that's when Zeb ended up shooting off the, uh, the the dish on the front. I know we're jumping over the I forgot that he shot the dish off. Yeah, he shot the dish off. Which actually, to back up a bit, that the whole setup at this point was, okay, so Zeb was able to wrestle the droid onto the ground. AP-5 was able to turn it off. And then it got to a certain point to where the droid started a countdown because it was going to basically blow itself up. Now, this is where probably one of the best things that ap said come uh, came out of it is because chopper ends up kind of stopping the time okay does that fly with you the chopper was able to actually sit there and freeze the circuit to stop the timer
0: literally no but on the other hand as we've just discussed not a lot about the droids makes sense in that way so
1: but it's funny because that seems to be a trope in a lot of movies to stop a timer like that you but can just, freeze it. yeah you can just freeze it
0: I mean it's definitely visually more interesting than just Chopper like plugging in and having it magically stop, but True. Or pause. In this case, pause. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm with you. Also doesn't make sense. But it's still made for a good episode.
1: (laughs) I mean I gotta throw that out there. It was still a great episode.
2: So It was. It was. But uh and I liked what they you know, where where they went with it. Like the the whole idea. Okay, so I you know freezing it aside, it's kind of a, a TV trope, but we'll we'll go with it. Yeah, we'll go. It with was it. the one of the the lesser offenses, I think, uh, of the of the show. Um, they uh they decide well the if the empire is going to come looking for it. Well, clearly the best idea. Uh, so the empire is going the Empire's going to come looking for it if it doesn't report in. Which to me means that the empire does know where it is. Why does it have to transmit its location? It's gone missing. I mean, yeah, well, I can report in and say, "Hey, rebel base found." But it could come, go missing from number of
0: causes. It could be smugglers.
2: It, yeah, exactly. It... <laughs> exactly. Uh, it could be smugglers. It could be. Um, but if the Empire is going to come looking for it, if the um, if the uh, if the probe droid doesn't report in, or the, the infiltrator droid, then. Shouldn't they know exactly which planet the rebels are on? Because when they, so the the probe droid gets back to the the star destroyer, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, and and they're like, oh, well, it's a great. I feel like I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but it's a great, a great scene with Thrawn. All right, after the, well, okay, I'll I'll put this on hold. We'll come back to that. Okay. Um, okay, that's fine. Because like we're we're jumping way too far ahead. And We're jumping over a lot of. Yeah, the, I know. What, we're jumping. What, everywhere. what happens I'm sorry about in between? Guys. Let's come back to this whole. How did they know where the where the probe drive was?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually. I. Had, okay. Yeah. Leaving it aside. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, but they so they decide to. Uh, they said they can't let it return to the Empire with their secrets. The Empire is going to come looking for it as a report in, and they can't wipe its memory because it will self destruct if the to wipe its memory, mm-hmm. and they also can't stop the warhead from counting down. So they come up with a plan, freeze the countdown timer, uh, uh, and then have it unfreeze itself when it, they return to the base, when the droid returns to the base and connects to the Imperial network. This is a super dangerous plan because they're yep. letting it go with all of their secrets. Right. And yep.
1: And this was a cool thing about this because he actually trusted Zeb, trusted AP to do uh-huh. this. And what this is where I really love because AP was like, it took him a brief minute to say, you know what? I'm paused and thinking about this because this is actually a really good plan. I mean, that was such a great compliment after some of the one-liners he did through the show, a great Mm -hmm. compliment to give Zeb.
0: And it really was.
1: Yeah.
2: And and it was a good plan.
1: It was, it was an outstanding plan. That's something where it's like,
0: uh, Plan is maybe a little more than
1: I might give it, but yes. Okay. An outstanding plan would have been Zeb. Did you really have to bring this to the base?
2: (laughs) I mean, it was a risky plan. Well, it was very but risky, he, but he was able. But it was, to it was the
0: best that they had at the time, I think. Right, right. And it was good uh, for him to think on his feet that way.
2: Yeah, and like you said, they were able to shoot off the ship's long range transmitter, so it couldn't contact the Empire. Um, and but you, you get to start this, you get this mutual respect between Zeb and and AP Five, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But I love the moment when when Exd Nine returns to the Star Destroyer, and you oh. see him in this escape pod, like like vehicle and that the techs walk up and they're like, Oh, he's damaged, but he's found something. And then all of a sudden the countdown clock starts and they look at each other like, "Uh Oh, Uh-oh. and then kaboom, the entire Star Destroyer explodes.
1: Okay. Th- this is what I have to ask. Okay.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I understand it was a red flag. I understand he found something. And this is the crazy thing I have to ask. Do you think it's because of, what they found on their data pads or because of the bump on his head.
2: I mean, I think they could tell like he something happened to him. I don't think they didn't know what, but they knew right. that something had happened to him. Right. Um it's definitely a risk though, because you think like when he's in range of the starter store, wouldn't he just transmit the plan and uh, the the plans, the the details, the location of the base as he's approaching. Maybe not, maybe he had to be there physically. I don't know. But a good thing um, about
1: a good thing about that. Which works in the favor of getting it onto the ship is because Zeb shot the dish off the top of it. So even if that could have been a "quote unquote" long-range dish, if any kind of sensors inside the dish needed to be broadcast right. or anything broadcast, this right. way I mean eighty-five would have had
2: to use some sort of like short-range yeah. transmitter transmit or something. But but when you see that starter destroyer explode, thankfully, um, Calus wasn't know, on Calus that. Calus was yeah. not on that ship. Yeah. He got really lucky. He got
1: very lucky, <laughs> and what was another little piece of animation that was great when you saw the outside of Thrawn's ship, first off, was there a design on the bottom of Thrawn's ship or did I? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: that's how they distinguish the chimera.
1: Okay. And then on top of that, to see that other, the the star destroyer burning up in the corner and just kind of drift. Oh God. Again, just beautiful animation in this, in, in this one. This was great.
2: It, it really was. And then yeah. you know, the corners of, of Callus's mouth kind of smiling a bit as, as he sees the star destroyer in flames, like he's really coming around to the rebels now. Right. Okay,
1: But here's the thing. Do you think he actually knew it That's was actually the rebels? pretty? I mean,
2: Oh he... yeah, he did. Okay.
1: He absolutely did. Well, I, oh, yeah. I, I figure. well, you figure as much because, because of the thing at the end. Okay. But at that point you're like, okay. I, I'm sorry. I had to throw that out there, but
0: anyway. oh, what I'm more impressed by is you got to remember Kallus at this point, knows probably a lot of the people on that ship. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. pretty actually heartless for him to smile yeah. as they yeah, smile lie. that way as, as they're being
2: His blown up. It explodes and he's like, yeah, they, they did it. And I'm like, whoa, that's cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like subtle enough that he's not like he's not like jumping up and down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You know, it's just enough that, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I intended something like this to happen. Yeah. And then the uh, other thing that was fun. Such a, such a great, a great moment. Sorry. Tom.
1: No, no uh, sorry. I didn't want to cut. But the other thing that was fun. Another great moment is when you go back to Chopper Base, and you
0: have basically the Ghost arrive because Zeb basically calls and in wait, William wait, had... before we go back to Chopper Base. Though, okay, William. Ahead. So go ahead. Now back at that point. I like think you were talking about where you were. Yeah. Unc- so explain to me again what what your concern was with this part. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry about that. So
2: Thrawn meets with Agent Callis about this captured infiltrator droid, and. They agree it's an ingenious plan, but mm-hmm. Thrawn is pleased. Kalos is a little confused. He's like, "Why are you so excited about this?" And he says, "While the Empire didn't get the exact location of the their own base, he now knows that their their base is is on one of the ninety four planets surveyed by his infiltrators, mm-hmm. rather than a one of a potential thousands of of star systems." Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so we get this really great moment where. Uh, you know, you can see Thrawn's plan is coming together. It's like, Ah, I don't know exactly where they are, but now I've narrowed it down. he says, mm-hmm. the rebels have this battle, but the war will be ours. Mm-hmm. So I love the moment with Thron. It was great. It shows how calculating it is. In fact, like when I was watching the episode, I actually like <laughs> said to myself when I was watching the first time, what the heck? They clearly know where they came from, right? Because no, but broken. they don't. No, no they don't. So let me finish and then okay, uh, okay. And you correct me i was like oh well, i mean i was like well they have to know that it was one of the planets mm-hmm. right because they, they they sent probe droids to certain planets and that actually helps them narrow down and then immediately after i thought that to myself thrawn said the same thing and i was like oh good okay that was okay. They, they they caught it i was i was very happy i was very happy uh
0: so you don't have an issue with this part then
2: that not that part particular specifically but then i started thinking about it
0: okay
2: okay they sent, I don't know how many, let's pick, let's 94. say, know, well, is it 94 different probe droids, or was it 94 yeah. different planets? We uh, don't know if it was 94 right. planets, or uh, uh, 94 or oh, hey. droids.
0: They sent probe droids to 94 planets. Right. That's correct. We don't know how many probe droids, I'm assuming it was one probe droid per planet, but. Oh, I'm but... assuming
2: two, but it could be, let's let's give the Empire the benefit of the doubt, and so they did like, I don't know, uh, four or five planets per probe droid uh, that, per, I, per, per, that I agree per. with
1: I think it's four,
0: four or five planets per one well, probe but we know droid. Adalon only got one sorry we know Adalon only got one probe droid though
2: well am sorry no I mean uh, that Adalon could have been the third planet that right. uh, uh, EXD9 stopped on yeah, so basically he he was He could okay. have gone one and then come back and like Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, think of okay. it as so, a big solar system okay. with like five planets and that one one droid is responsible for all five planets.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So Continue. we know we know that they're now they went they surveyed 94 planets and the rebels are on one of them. They also know, well, maybe not. now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I just resolve my own complaint. They know that AP5, sorry, AP5, uh that uh, EXD9 mm-hmm. exploded. And that he was damaged. Yeah. And they also know which probe droid had not reported. Oh, it. oh, that no, the problem is back. Uh, so they don't know necessarily which it. one exploded, but they do know the EXD nine was missing, mm-hmm. and they know exactly which probe droid it was. Wouldn't they have a record of which? Sorry, probe. I keep saying probe droid. Of which infiltrator droid went to each which planet?
0: Uh, you would think. I would, I would expect so. He okay, you know, but, okay, and I was okay with walk, this, and, and now I'm with you as well. Uh, so, let <laughs> me okay. put it a different way. Okay, go ahead. They won't know which droid exploded, and right. that's fine, right? In Post. fact, the statement makes sense for one of the droids we said explode, we don't know which one, right? Yep, but uh, the thing we now by uh, if we accept this premise, that also means uh, all the data that ape that ED5 or EDX, what was it, ED9? 69. All right, wow, I'm way off. EXD9. You
2: have the right numbers. Just, yeah, yeah, you're close.
0: We, it, that means all his data was destroyed. Mm-hmm. They don't right. know which one exploded. They don't know where he was. Correct. And that is, and if they, this is not true, then they know where the rebel base is, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Right. By extension, they that means the probe droid that went missing, uh-huh. which Cal reported, never reported back in. Correct. Which means, in a day, the Empire should be paying a visit to it that's but true during the entire explosion they still know exactly which droid didn't ever report in.
2: you know and I didn't think about it that way too
0: as far yeah. as they know that droid may never have it was or, part of the explosion. or more likely
2: back. the droid returned to the ship and like how else would it have exploded maybe the maybe the warhead went off but like Thrawn says I mean Thrawn is almost positive that's not it wasn't a fluke right he knows it was rebels who caused yeah. the warhead to explode so by that logic, I think Theron is a smart enough guy who would say, well, that uh, a, a, a an infiltrator droid went missing right. for a while. Reap- uh, we don't know if it reappeared, but then all of a sudden, while we were picking up new uh, infiltrator droids um, as they were returning back to the ship, the Star Destroyer blew up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If I put these two together... That probably tells me where the rebel base is, and so you probably know have a record of which planets it went to. And no, it, the empire had to know it at least was going to that planet because they had right. assigned it to that. Planet. So you would think that they know, if not the exact one, then maybe one of four or five if it went to multiple planets. Pla- you know the uh, locations oh, that would have gone to, not ninety-four.
0: They lost contact with though. Sorry. Should know which droid, like the droid they contact. They should because they, contact- should, they okay. should
2: have reported in after planets one through four, assuming like. You know, If we assume that it went to multiple planets, they would know, okay, it went to planet one, it went to planet two, it went to planet three. On planet four, they lost contact.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Huh. Because like, they had to know where the, the Empire was going to go after it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm 100% okay. with you Totally agree. Makes okay. no sense. Okay. Okay.
2: How about I this? love the moment in the show. I just think like that Thrawn should actually know the exact planet. He okay. should know exactly where those rebels are.
1: Okay. Think, think of this theory. Think of this theory. Th- think of it one more step, okay. okay. Thrawn tells Callus, "It's on one of these ninety-nine planets, ninety-four planets, whatever it is." Okay. Think mm. of it as he's setting Callus up. Thrawn knows because we've already stated one: a Callus was told that this one droid did not report in. Callus okay. said, "You know what? We'll wait for one more cycle." And then we'll go look for it. Which, Stephen, you mentioned earlier, that is probably something they would naturally do. It's not, you know, anything. It, it's innocuous. It's yeah. just let's blow it off. It's no big deal. If it doesn't report in, then we'll go look for it. Okay. But this is Thrawn. Red flag for him automatically. Done. Okay. So, I, so I've got I've got a little bit of a string out there on Callus right now. All right. Let's let's see what happens at this point. Okay. So, missing droid comes back. Missing droid blows up. Okay, so Callus comes in. So here you have Thrawn already looking at Callus, did not report that droid missing. Okay, a droid comes back, the missing droid comes back and blows up. So if he was a real Imperial officer, and yes, it's a little innocuous thing, a different Imperial officer would have said, well, let's go look for it. But Callus mm-hmm. didn't. So let's set a trap. Let's think, Callus. you did the right thing. You didn't do it. Fine, great, and dandy. But I'm going to give you misinformation. Mm. I'm going to get you confident enough to know that myself as Thrawn, and the rest of the Empire knows that somewhere within these 94 planets is the actual Rebels. But he knows, like William, you said they should know one of those four planets or five planets that droid was assigned to. That's where they're at. So he's giving Callus misinformation to
0: lull the rebels into I, a trap. Thank you. I don't know. I, oh, that's... this is Thrawn here. No, but I, I have trouble believing that. Because if that were the case, the next episode would be the Thrawn attack coming. on the rebel Not necessarily. Yeah. The... Not necessarily. If Unless if he...
2: Thrawn has more to his plan. Thank
0: you. The only thing I can think of that might... Follow through with that, Tom. Is this idea that well, it's going to take Thrawn time to gather a fleet to take the rebels out? Okay. And if it takes, if they know they're got, ga- if Callus knows they're gathering a fleet, then he'll alert the rebels. Ah, ah. But but why not just arrest him then? I don't know. I just
1: I I, th- I, I think Thrawn's playing
0: him. I don't know. I think that's a little too complicated to try and explain
1: because I don't know. I, you know what, I'm crazy. I'm gonna say I think Thrawn's playing him, plain and simple. I really do.
0: The other possibility is that Cal has deleted the re- entry of the deleted pro of the uh, malfunctioning probe.
2: I doubt True, that. But I'm trying to think. Like, isn't that there's got to be a way to trace that? Assuming he was able to hide his tracks,
1: uh huh. There would be a fingerprint.
2: Uh, well, how would he explain that? Yep. Well, right. That like he, didn't he never report it in, uh-huh. or uh, or another option, Let's see. Maybe they sent the. Maybe they set the probe droid to a number of systems. But even then, they should know the system he's, they're in.
0: Right. No, but in order... So the thing is, right. in order... Calus makes a comment about needing to follow up the, with the droid. If they are going to follow up, that means they have to know where it is. Right. They know exactly right. where that droid is. No, you're, they know right. The system. you're right. right. I they know the system where it's
2: at. I can't defend it.
0: Yeah. I mean, either Tom's right and they're going for some... for what For a 30-minute show is a very complicated idea. Or it's a goof but or Calus is... did something interesting to try and delete the record of the, uh, the log. But this mm. is, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. This is Thrawn. Thrawn. Is I, calculated. Uh, so I agree, but I think if that was the intention, they would have, there have to be some way. They, uh, allude to it. The way they allude to this Thrawn alludes to it in this episode makes that's meant to be his brilliant moment hmm. Right. If and there was I, some... I did love oh. I know. I, right. It's perfect. But my point is, Tom, and you, as you're fond of saying, if you're going to point something out, you have to use it. Right. Conversely, if this is something they wanted to bring up in a later episode, they need to leave it open. But they make it by Thrawn commenting about, you know, you lose the battle, win the war. That implies that that this is over. If they wanted to bring this up, this is the type of thing like give Thrawn that little smile or knowing look or something. I thought they didn't they draw did. any attention. I thought they did. Uh, I
1: thought they did at the end of it, to where it's like with with to me with that statement, that is almost putting an exclamation point that you know what, he knows. I I can guarantee you. Well, I think he, that's what he knows. He knows Callus is the do- is, is the agent. I'm I'm damn sure he knows Call. Okay, and I know this is an animated show, so the writers are like, you know what, they've got to be playing us. But but the, the writers, to me, the writers, the way they're setting this up, he knows Callus is the agent. I may be reading too much into this, but I really think he knows Callus is the agent.
2: I think he's a specs. I don't think he knows.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I think there's not much more we can say on it now, right. but I... I think when we we get as we get to the end of the season, it'll be interesting to see if this comes up again. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's been yeah. F- fascinating. Yeah. End of the season. Do you? I'm assuming, I'm assuming we're gonna see Thron attack Adalon this yeah. The season. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. And I. We think know it's gonna... on the
2: next couple episodes, but it's gonna happen.
1: He's he's gonna be coming full force on the sucker. Yeah. You know. But you know the the one thing that we're, we're, we've been doing this with the whole thing that. Throughout thrones Game, and all that stuff but we forgot to go back to rebel base i mean <laughs> rebel base topper base you know because zeb had to talk he, himself not out of this so one.
0: hidden rebel base
1: yeah the not so hidden rebel base but zeb had to talk himself out of this one
2: yeah yeah uh he he doesn't he's kind of trying to hide it at the end and he becomes like oh I know everything he's you know covering his mouth and i guess zeb feels embarrassed <laughs> that he brought a uh, Imperial slide royals. Yeah, yeah. I would be embarrassed too. Yeah, I would. Yeah, what's embarrassing about that,
1: Zeb? Yeah. Well, on top of that, AP is like he can he can recite it word for word. Would love to see. Would love to be in that briefing room where he word for word says exactly what happened, and just yeah. see Hera's Hera and 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 Seth, Ezra's What and did you do? Just their mouths just fall open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it just Her just going, you know how close you were? You know how close you were to exposing the Rebellion? Ugh.
2: Just think if it there.
1: Yeah. All in all, a good the episode.
2: would been on, uh, on Scarif, and the Rebels wouldn't have won, and then the Death Star wouldn't have been blown up. It's Zeb could have destroyed everything.
0: Yep. Well, don't forget, Obi-Wan would be dead, probably, because Maul will have killed him. That's true. So Luke never gets... Leia never makes it to Tatooine. Luke never gets trained to be a Jedi. The whole
2: the galaxy. Empire belt, the Empire built
0: a second Death Star because hey, why not?
2: All because Zeb let a probe droid into the base.
1: And the rest of Star Wars is completely different than what we
2: remember it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, anyway, well,
1: are, are we are we ready for the ratings?
2: Let's do our ratings. Yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Um. Tom, gonna go first.
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go first. Um, you know what I. I love the episode. I, I loved I loved the relationship between Zeb and AP-5. Um, I, I just... Great episode. Okay, Zeb, why did you bring a droid onto the base? But you know what? The way everything moved from that point, the, the episode flowed, I'm giving it an 8.5. Um, I would actually watch this one again just to hear the one-liners from AP-5 again. Um and then I still think my, my theory at the end that Thrawn knows what's going on. I'm going to stand by that and we'll see what happens toward the end of the season. Um, I am going to take my 8.5 Womp Rats. And you see, instead of freezing the Destroyer Droid, they actually had the .5, well, the 0.5 Womp Rat holding his finger to stop that. Okay? To, to stop the thing from counting down. And the other eight were sitting there basically making sure that the finger never came out until the proper moment. Then the finger came out and that's what blew up the Star Destroyer. Uh, yeah. So that was, probably okay. one of the, that was probably one of the craziest womp rat ones I've ever come up with so far on the show. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this episode. Ooh, I think I'll give it a, an eight. It was a fun episode. Um, it, not perfect, uh, as, we, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple leaps of, of logic, and I, I, I'm almost positive Thrawn should actually know where uh, the real base is if he's truly as smart as he claimed, unless there's something we're overlooking, some great explanation.
0: Wait, wait, wait uh, Willie. just to be clear, you're saying if Thrawn is as smart as you are for recognizing this, then he's a genius.
2: Yes, therefore... Therefore, By you attention. are a genius. Well, I mean, I didn't say it; you did.
1: Well, obviously. <laughs> I, I I almost wanted to quote the the great Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote, super genius. I like mm-hmm. the way that sounds. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, uh,
2: but anyway, uh, I, despite that, it was a fun episode. I like the dy- dynamic between AP Five and Chopper, mm-hmm. and. Um, and zeb and I, I hope zeb grows up a bit but i still like him a lot as a as a character so overall i'm gonna give it as i said eight womp rats out of ten and these womp rats these eight womp rats so we were talking about how it's a little odd that uh ex 9 didn't transmit a signal mm-hmm. that's because that the infiltrator droids they're actually droids. They're just suits that womp rats wear, and there's no space for a transmitter in them. So we actually gotcha. sent out eight womp rats to scour these ninety-four planets. Wow. And uh, and they came back and so there's no way for them to report in, right? I mean, womp rats can't even talk. Even if they could, you know, transmit a signal, what would they say? How would they there'd be no way to do that? Um, so uh, so yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, it was the eight womp rats that went out and, and scouted the galaxy
0: so okay cool
2: yeah. EXD9 stands for EX... it actually starts <laughs> goes from 1 to 9 not or you know eh, I mean that still doesn't work uh <laughs>
0: you're, yeah. I was gonna say you're really stretching here will yeah you are yeah
2: let's uh let's just stop while I'm ahead
0: yeah okay you're up so for me I don't know I'm I almost revised my rating lower based on the discussion we had hmm because now that we, we pointed it out, it actually bothers me a lot as well, some of these kind of weird little gaps in logic, both from, a, like, the existence of the droid not having a transmitter despite its stated purpose to, like, stuff like that. So here's what I'm going to do. So if, as we uh, currently suspect, and all of these are just gaps that are in the, like, actual logic gaps and they're never brought up again, etc., I'm going to give this episode, I think, a 7 out of 10. Despite all those, the humor, is, which is what this episode was really about, was there, and I, I really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If, however, all those gaps are intentional, and this is all part of Thrawn's plan, and it's going to come into fruition at the end of the season, then this is a 10 for me. Because that is the type of uh, manipulation mm-hmm. and genius I want to see out of Thrawn. But for now, I'm going to call it a 7, because... We know we just don't know right oh but with my seven and or ten womp rats um <laughs> so we we're trying to figure out why calis was smiling there were no actual imperial officers on that ship 100 percent seven and or ten womp rats
2: well wow. that explains it
0: yep he yep. saw i was like oh thank god all those womp rats are dead just what i was <laughs> hoping for there you uh, go
2: well you know <laughs> Who, who really wants a Star Destroyer manned by Womp Rats? It's a little scary, if yeah. you being
0: totally And this, this is the reason that the Empire uh, implements all of its anti-Womp Rat policies. Why do you think Luke was shooting them on Tatooine? It's because the Empire put a bounty on all Womp Rats.
2: Why are uh, Infiltrator droids outlawed by the Empire? Because they're manned by Womp Rats. Who would exactly. want that? <sighs> it See, all, it, makes it, sense. all
0: make, it all comes together. Also,
2: why would Zeb bring the, the Womp Rat manned um droid into chopper base. gets a okay. womp rat. What's it going to hurt? Yeah, they're harmless.
1: Until you give but, them a little bit of power.
2: But when uh when but when Zeb found out that it was actually working for the Imperials, all he heard was a sad trombone. Womp 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 oh, womp.
0: <laughs> William. Oy. Oy. And then, right. And then and then, then said rats. <sighs> Okay,
1: so so coming up Next time. on yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> coming up on Rebels, it's going to be season 3 episode 15, Tales of the Dark Saber. To help recruit her people to join the rebels, Sabine reluctantly agrees to learn to wield an ancient Mandalorian weapon but finds the challenge more difficult than expected. Mandalorians,
0: yay! True warrior Mandalorians. Well, we've gotten true warrior mandalorians earlier this season too i but. know but but this is more
2: Mandalorians. i'm really excited about this one the so preview looks awesome yeah uh in the in the preview at the end of rebels recon we actually get to see this like history of the darksaber and it, it reminds me a lot of the Gendi Tartakovsky clone Wars series remember at the end when uh what planet was anakin was on that planet um and he saw like these, you know, ancient caveman type of writings on the walls. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that's
2: exactly what that clip in the in a, in the the trailer reminded me of. And it's basically telling the history of the Darksaber just like that.
1: I'm going to have to watch that because what you're what you reminded me of is he's in the cave and it shows him all those things go into Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. That's right. OK, I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, sorry, I've not seen the latest. Robot yeah.
2: And, and so it's a really cool moment where. Cool. Uh, you get to see, uh, you get to kind of find the history of the Darksaber and, and, you know, why is it like a, a a lightsaber but not? And I'm very excited. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's actually something pretty cool. We now have the history of the Darksaber that's being told here in Rebels. But in a way, we've got a little bit of the history of the lightsaber in Ahsoka. Because I keep telling friends of mine, if you want to hear or you want to read how the lightsaber gets its color, you've got to read that book.
0: True. hmm
2: Yeah. And so this was a very cool. Um, it's a very cool trailer, and I cannot wait to watch the full episode. Coming soon. Coming soon,
1: and we will be re- having our review of that coming up soon as well. Next week. Yep. Yeah. And
2: with that? Thanks for listening. We're yep. Back with trials of the Deck saber.
1: Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website ioncannoncast.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on this show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2016.